0: Uh, You can turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. And uh, we are going to continue our study here in this letter to the Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to read the first four verses of this passage. Let's just, uh, I'm going to read it together with you. And uh, then we'll... ask the Lord to open up our eyes here. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. It's a a short little passage that we're going to look at today. Um, it, it, it is a, a continuation. You know that we started off. Paul started off his his study in here talking about. Uh, the wonder of who jesus is and and the way that we have been brought to new life through the reconciliation of of Jesus through his death, um, that we have been uh, made alive in Christ Jesus, that our sinful nature has been crucified with christ, the uh, the uh, the record of all of our sins and and, and rebellion against God has been uh, nailed to the cross with Jesus. And uh, we are set free from that, and we now live in the new life that comes through Christ Jesus. And and that's how he started off. He's now made that shift to then talk about. Um, we we saw that transition happen in in verse six of chapter two. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus as your Lord, so walk in Him. And uh, these next uh, the remaining part of this letter helps focus our attention on how we walk in Christ Jesus. Um, This is an interesting contrast that we've had through uh, in verses, uh, in chapter 2, verse 20, uh, where it said, If you died with Christ uh, to the elemental spirits of the world, uh, why then are you still alive in the world, as if you were still alive in the world? So, uh, so this contrast in verse twenty, if you have died with Christ, and then here in verse one of chapter three, if you have been raised with Christ, uh, he's he's giving us the uh, the full experience of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, of what it means to be reconciled to God through the death of Jesus Christ. Um, this is all within the imagery of uh, of baptism um that we he talked about there in uh in uh, chapter chapter two verse twelve, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were then also raised with him through faith through the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who are dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him. Uh, so this, uh, Paul is using this imagery and this contrast of, of baptism, of how the imagery of baptism, that, that as we are uh, lowered down into the water, it symbolizes that we are, our sinful nature is dying with Christ, that it's buried with him and is left there in uh, the waters of baptism. And then we are raised to new life in Christ Jesus so that we can walk free from uh, that uh, sin nature that is held us captive. Uh, but we can now walk in the newness of life that comes to us through Christ Jesus as he leads and guides us through our lives. Um, this imagery of baptism is a significant part of Paul's understanding of what it means to be a Christian. And that's why in, in the New Testament, the, the two terms, being saved, being uh, reconciled to God, and baptism are, are almost synonymous. Um, the, that's because they happened at the same time. When somebody became a follower of Jesus, when they received that gift of reconciliation, uh, the very first thing they did was to be baptized and that's because that that image um, uh, for for us humans is so important to be able to to have an outward expression of what is happening within us is such an important part for us to To have uh, that confidence in what Christ has done for us, the the assurance and the remembrance of what Jesus has done for us, we can point back to that um, action of being baptized um, as the moment when we did die to our sins and were raised to new life in Christ Jesus. Uh, this is a bit of a bit of a tangent, but it, it can't overstate uh, the importance of baptism in the life of a believer it is it is an act of faith it's an act of obedience uh, it's it's a, a a powerful tool that god uses in our lives to to bring to our mind what he has done in our life. And that's why Paul so often comes back to it as, as that image and and connects the two actions of repentance and believing and baptism in, in the same, in the same breath. Uh, Peter in his first letter, um, actually goes so far to say that, uh, that it is through baptism that we are saved. Um, and that's not saying that, that it's through the act of baptism that we are saved, but it is because it is so closely connected and, and so perfectly images what has gone on in our lives that uh, that it is through that baptism, that, um, that belief, that dying to our old self and being raised to new life in Christ Jesus, that, that act of faith is what has saved us. Um, I don't know... Again, one of the things that has changed in my thinking um, over the last number of years, uh, I don't like the tradition that we have had for evangelical Christianity uh, to 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 separate that that conversion into Christ Jesus, that coming to new life in Christ Jesus, and Baptism that, that we we often in time have separated by so far and 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 in some ways it's become uh, uh, an act of like the next step of of our faith we we've reached a new level of our relationship with Christ and so then we've decided that it's time to be baptized um, that's not the picture that we have here in Scripture at all uh, baptism is. An act of confession of putting our faith in christ jesus and and needs to be closely connected with that uh, that act with that uh, receiving of what Jesus has done for us i don 't know if there are people that are a part of here of our congregation or maybe some of your kids um, that haven 't gone through that process of of being baptized. Let me encourage you uh, talk with me, um, talk with your kids. This is a this is an important image that uh, that God has given us that that the apostles and the authors in the New Testament emphasize in in our relationship with God and and um, we will do whatever we can to uh, to create an opportunity for you to be baptized to walk into that act of obedience and um, and as as God. Brings a harvest in our community. That's something that I'm hoping that we will be able to do. That as uh, people come to faith here through our congregation, that that baptism will be a, a, a an act that will be so closely associated with their with their conversion. Uh, that's a little bit of an aside in in all of this, but but that's the image that we have here. Um, uh, Paul is is saying that that if you have been raised. Uh, with Christ Jesus Uh, seek the things that are above Uh, that if isn't um, some kind of statement of uncertainty it's not a question of of whether Jesus has done it like we're hoping that we have been raised um, to life life in Christ Jesus that's not what the if is saying there it is it is uh, more of a of of building off of a of a of a fact that is implicitly known um, that that you have been raised with Christ Jesus um, that was symbolized in your baptism and 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 you were able to point back to that um, and so if that 's the case, then this is what you need to be doing. Uh, the new living translation. Um, translates it I think maybe a little bit more clearly where it says that since you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above Um, I think that helps us clarify that that what Paul is trying to say this isn't a a statement of uncertainty but rather it is an implicit fact Um, and because of that this is um, what we must do we must seek the things That are above. We must focus our minds on the things that are in heaven rather than the things that are here on earth. Since we have been raised to new life in Christ Jesus, why would we allow our thoughts and our minds to be captured by the the passions and the, uh, the sinfulness of the world around us? Why would we allow the uh, the anxieties and the fears that that so clearly um, uh, characterize uh, life apart from christ why would we allow that to to have a hold in our existence why why would we allow the 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 things that we see the things that we watch uh, the, the books that we read the the songs that we listen to why would we allow those to have messages that go absolutely contrary to what um, what Christ wants for us, what uh, the, the truth of who he is and his character is in the world. Why would we be captured uh, by the things of the world rather than filling our minds with the thoughts of God, filling our hearts with the passions for Christ, for the things that, that he has, has blessed us with, uh, the, the beauty and the perfection of of all that God is. If we have been raised with Christ, then let's seek the things that are above. I think that's all very true, that that's part of what Paul is trying to tell us here, is that that we should uh, keep ourselves separate from uh, those things that would that would drag us back down into sinful thoughts and temptation. But I think it's it's more than that as well. I I think that seeking the things that are above, it's also us then inviting Jesus into the moments of our lives and looking for his love and truth to shine into that darkness rather than allowing us to be to be captured by the the darkness of the world it's to to look for Christ of what he is doing in the midst of this earthly world you are no longer destined for sinfulness and because you have died and your life your true life is sheltered with God you are guarded and protected in him there is No one who can threaten who you are because you are held in the hands of the Almighty God. So seek the things that are above. Allow your minds to dwell on the things uh, that come from from His hand. Uh, To look for His spirit to be working in the world around us, to be leading and guiding us how we need to respond and how we can bring his beauty and his love and his truth into the, uh, the circumstances of our world, into the, uh, into the experiences of those people that are around us. And just as Christ is revealed, um, his glory will then also be revealed through us he says um, when Christ who is your life appears then you will also then also or sorry you also will appear with him in glory Uh, again here in the the English Standard Version, I think we lose a little bit of of what's being spoken of in the Greek when it says that your life appears. Uh, The Greek is, the the verb that's being used there is a passive verb. Um, So that means that it is something that is being done to Jesus when Christ is revealed. Uh, When God the Father reveals him in this world, then you too shall be revealed. Uh, the glory of Christ will be revealed in your life and will shine in this dark world. And, and, and the, the love and the truth and the holiness and the beauty and the perfection of God will shine through your life into this world that so desperately needs to know our loving Savior. Uh, this week is going to be filled with all kinds of moments of joy, all kinds of moments of sorrow. Uh, There will be trials. uh, There will be successes. In every one of those moments, Jesus will be revealed in you and to you. So look for him. Seek him. Train your mind and your heart to recognize him and to follow his leading in your life. I I, I love that uh, passage that we read at the beginning of the service um, from Philippians chapter 4. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, and the God of peace will be with you. There is a lot of heaviness in the world around us. There's a lot of things that would drag our focus down off of The almighty power of our God and get us wrapped up in what's happening in this world around us. The encouragement from Paul for us today is to raise up our eyes to the heavenly things, to fix our mind and allow all of those things that are good, that are beautiful, that are pure. Those things, let them be the ones that capture our minds and our thoughts, that motivate us and lead us, so that we don't longer have to live in anxiety and in fear and in dread of what the future might hold, but instead we can walk in the newness of life, in the peace that comes from God because he's in control, because he's in every moment, and his glory is being revealed to us and in us and through us into this world. So since Christ, uh, since you have been raised to new life with Christ this week, set your mind on things above. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we want everything in our lives to bring honor and glory to you. We want uh, the things that we say, the things that we do uh, to direct those that are around us to know you, to encounter you, to experience your love and your truth, uh, and to be drawn into a relationship with you as well. Or we know that that can't be done in our own efforts. That it's only through your Spirit at work in us uh, that you can be revealed. And so, Father, I pray that in this week that you would continue to be bringing us back to that place where where we turn our eyes to you, where we fix our thoughts on you. Uh, that that we allow our hearts to be drawn into the passions of heaven. And through that, Lord, that you would then be revealed, that that your son would be revealed in our lives, and his glory would shine through us into this dark world that so desperately needs to know you. So, Lord, help us uh, to do that every day to turn our eyes on you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.